welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to be talking to all of you again. My podcast has been coming out weekly, although I have to apologize. Sometimes it's not perfectly on a Sunday and I feel super, super bad. And then yet also sometimes that's just what is happening. (laughs) So thanks for bearing with me. I know some of you um, wait with bated breath for the podcast to hit your subscriptions. And then some of you are like, wait, you have a podcast? So, um, you know, I I try to be faithful to those of you who listen every week, and I also try to, um, you know, be realistic about what I can pull off. So I appreciate your patience, but also I appreciate your enthusiasm. So inquiring minds want to know. I keep asked, getting asked all the time, when is your show? When is your show? So the most important thing that I'm working on right now is my, what will probably be, I always say that it's my last one, but it will probably be my last bodybuilding competition Why? Because I'm not loving the process like I used to. And because, I don't know, because right now I'm hungry and I just kind of want to be done with it. So it's hard for me to imagine doing this again. But I think every time I've done a show, I've said never again. Every time. This is my third show. So the show is July 9th. And so I'm about three and a half weeks out. So I think 25 days. Um, How's it going? Well, I'm not where I need to be. I don't think, I don't think I'm lean enough right now um, to imagine being lean enough on show day to feel really good about where I am. And that feels yucky. And the person to blame for that is me. Um, I have not been as consistent on this prep as I have on my other ones. And um, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of a lot of struggle, (laughs) struggle bus, um, for lots of reasons. I think I talked about it many times here before, but the main reason, which is actually not a bad thing. The main reason is I'm, I really love my body as it is. And I'm having a hard time really wanting to push it to that level. I know that it will look really cool to be super lean and shredded and stuff, but you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm pleased, I'm happy, I'm strong, I'm fit. I have muscles. Um, it's really, really, I guess I, I don't want the stage and the, all the, that stuff as much as I did the first couple of times. Um, and so it's, it's just been hard. It's hard to really put the food down and, and walk away and go do the extra cardio when I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I really like my body. So, um, but I'm, I'm not quitting. I'm continuing on. My new suit arrives tomorrow. That is going to be really fun to put that on. That will inspire me to be even a little bit more consistent. I haven't been terribly inconsistent. I haven't been going nuts. I mean, I'm definitely losing body fat. I'm definitely staying within the, you know, the ranges I need to be in. I'm getting my cardio in. I'm getting my lifts in. It's not that I'm not doing anything. I'm just not doing everything perfectly. And it's those little margins that add up. My first show, I was ready way too early and just continued, continued, continued. I got way too thin. I got way too, um, way too lean. Second show, it was kind of on a whim. I didn't have that much time to prep. I didn't get lean enough. This time I started with a big bulk, trying to add muscle, build a butt, build some shoulders and then cut. And that, um, that process has been hard. So they've all been different. 
and hard for different reasons. So I'm not quitting. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the day. I'm excited for the glitz, the glamour, the fun, the suit to actually uncover everything that's under this last layer of fat. Um, my in-body scale this morning said I was about 16% body fat, which is really, really high for where I'm supposed to be at three weeks out, I think. I think. I'm actually not sure what it's supposed to be. But compared to my other shows, I think I was 11% on my second show, which was too high. But I was probably 6 or 7% on my first show, which was too low. But I don't freaking know. I don't know. And who knows if those scales are right. But my actual body weight is higher than it's been. I'm actually higher in weight overall than I've been in many years. So going into a show this big is weird. So that's a whole lot of nothing. I just gave you lots of bad information that didn't mean anything. Um, but my diet is basically um, very cleaned up now. It's very stripped down to very basic stuff. So I'm eating um, egg whites, eggs, um, oats. I'm eating a lot of white fish. Orange Ruffy is my favorite fish. It's a deep sea fish um, that I really like. It's high. It's on the list of mercury fishes that you're not really supposed to eat a lot of. And so um, I try to eat it a little less than I really want to eat it. It's my favorite though. It's It tastes a lot like, um, I don't know, it's just the best tasting white fish. If you have a chance to get it, get it. They sell it frozen here at Publix. I don't think you can get it fresh anywhere, but so I'm eating orange ruffy. I'm eating sea bass, which is really expensive, but that's my treat. Really love sea bass. I'm so done with chicken. I can't eat chicken right now. I've chickened myself out. Can't do it. Rotisserie chickens, I guess I could do, but I'm so hungry right now when I sit down to eat that I can't just sit down with a piece of rotisserie chicken. I want to go at the whole chicken with my bare hands and rip the whole thing apart and eat the whole thing, which I've done. I've done, I've eaten an entire rotisserie chicken many days on this prep because I see it. I get started. I love rotisserie chicken. It's fatty. It's greasy. It's flavorful. And I just go at it. And so right now during prep, I'm just not bringing things around me that I don't trust myself with, that I, if I can't eat it, um, without an emotional reaction, I'm trying to keep it away from me because this is just not about emotion. It's about logic and science and following the plan. So I'm eating a protein shake a day. It's really easy to just say, I'm going to have lots of protein shakes because you can have a lot of them in a day. They are low in calorie, high in protein, but it's important to be eating real food. So I'm allowing myself one protein shake a day. Oftentimes I just have it be a collagen protein shake. Um, so that I make sure that I get my collagen protein in. Collagen is not a complete protein, so I have to make sure that my other protein comes from real food. But I do love, First Form has a collagen that I like. They have a peppermint mocha flavor that I mix with ice and almond milk in the blender and I make it really thick, like ice cream. And then I sprinkle some cinnamon on it, maybe a little sugar-free chocolate syrup. And then if I've got some carbs left in my macros, I will sprinkle some Special K or some Raisin Bran Crunch or my favorite Catalina Crunch, which is low-carb, high-protein, plant-based cereal. If you haven't tried Catalina Crunch, I really recommend it. It's so good. It's expensive, but um, a half a cup is 110 calories, um, and I forget what the protein is, but it's high in protein, low in carbs, and delicious. I like the, there's a one that tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and then I put extra cinnamon on it. I've been on a major cinnamon kick this last week or so, I don't know. I'm really loving the flavor of cinnamon. So I'm putting it on my eggs. So my eggs, 
Roy is here. My boyfriend is here. And he has gotten used to seeing my weird food concoctions. But I make a whole bunch of liquid egg whites for breakfast. And then I sprinkle them with a little salt. And then I put cinnamon on them. And then usually um, some sugar-free pancake syrup and often some powdered peanut butter or some real peanut butter, depending on if I need to get my fat grams in in the morning. And so cinnamon on the egg whites, really, really good. It makes them taste sweet. Um, add some syrup. It's like having a pancake without a pancake. Um, so some other ways that I'm indulging my quote-unquote sweet cravings while I'm on prep because I'm not eating junk food or sweets or treats or desserts. Um, I've been... Trying, I tried the Gatsby chocolate, which um, I'm an ambassador for them now. I love, love, love their product. It's, um, it's, they have lots of products, but their their sea salt dark chocolate bar is really good. It's 60 calories for a serving, which is three sizable squares. Um, there's a little bit of sugar, but they use allulose to sweeten, um, and so very low sugar, um, really high in flavor. Tastes just tastes amazing. Dark chocolate with sea salt. So that's kind of my indulgence. Um, they also have milk chocolate peanut butter cups. So one of those is just 50 calories. It fits my specs. So those are kind of the ways I'm staying a little sane on this prep. But, um, the reason why, um, I am not a proponent of crash diets, um, is because they're not sustainable and a prep diet to get ready for a stage and to get shredded and get this lean. It's not sustainable. And I am living through all of the proof and the reasons why I try to get people off of crash diets and unsustainable things because my brain is going nuts. All I can think about is what I'm going to eat on July 10th. So I'm not making sustainable, lifelong, happy changes to my relationship with food on this prep. I am creating a very unhealthy relationship with food again. And the only reason that I'm doing it is because I am confident and sure that I can overcome that, get back to a healthy relationship with food and on my merry way. I lost the bulk of my weight years ago. I've now been in, you know, enjoying challenges and different experiences that have pushed me to the limits of my relationship with food, that have pushed my body to the limits um, and back again. And it's something that has been a big learning experience for me, something I enjoy, quote unquote enjoy, and something I'm confident that I can, you know, get back to normal. It will be a challenge to get back to normal. And so what I'm doing already, and Amanda as well, because she's doing the show with me too, is we are already talking about our post-show plan and not our post-show diet, but how are we going to live with food going forward? And this prep has, has not been for nothing. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot of lifelong um, information about me and food. For one thing, the number one thing is if it's not in my house, I won't eat it. And I stop thinking about it. So when I get on a kick, even if it's something that's not bad for me, but I tend to get in ruts. Like I really love muscle egg. Muscle egg is a liquid egg white product that you can buy online and it's flavored egg whites. They're amazing. They're pasteurized. You can whip them up and make them into like a, a meringue. You can make bake them into a meringue bread. You can cook them and eat them like egg whites. They're delicious. But I love them so much that I get to a point where I only want to eat that thing. Um, same with like the rotisserie chicken. I love it so much. I get to a point where that's all I want to eat. And so I'm very, very much a rut person with food. And so even if it's a healthy thing, I have to be mindful of that. And if I get too attached to something, I have to get it out of my house for a while. I have to get it out of the rotation. And so to learn that there are more foods 
in the world that I can enjoy that can come back into my repertoire. They just can't come into my house. That's been a big game changer for me. It was a big game changer for me with donuts because when I was trying to figure out a peaceful way to live with donuts because I love them so much, I, I tried so many different things and I would end up finding myself you know, with my face in the bottom of a donut box feeling sick again and again and saying, I love donuts, but I can't control myself. And the rule that one with donuts for me is that I can have donuts once a month, but I can't ever have them in my house. So I go to a place, I have donuts, I enjoy them there and I leave and I leave the donuts there and then it's over. So I enjoy a donut experience and then I leave. The donuts are never in my house. They're not in my cupboard calling me. They're not available to me when my lizard brain says a donut is a great idea. Now I can fight off the lizard brain, but why go to the battlefield with the lizard brain? If there are no donuts in this house, there's no battlefield calling me. The lizard brain cannot say, hey, have a donut. I'm not going to get in my car at two in the morning and go find a donut shop that's open and go find a donut. I'm not going to do that now. Some people may do that with things. but So I've learned um, that the power of that rule of what is in my house and what I have in my house really serves me. So that's been good um, for me to learn on prep. And then to learn the things that I really don't care about. Like I do not crave pasta anymore. I do not crave bread anymore. I do not think about pizza. There are so many things that are that I like, but they don't have a hold on me anymore because they've been out of my diet for so long. So when I think about what do I want to eat and go back to in my normal eating life, I think about, you know, I really love sweet potatoes. I really love French fries. I really, really miss um, having a big bowl of oatmeal. Like right now I, I measure my carbs. I balance all my macros. I really, really love oats. And so when I think about going back to a normal life where I'm going to be eating more calories to maintain my weight and not be cutting, and I'm not going to have to be so low carb a couple of days a week to be cutting fat, I'm going to be able to eat a consistent amount of protein, fats, and carbs that's balanced, that keeps me satisfied, that keeps me full. I'm excited to think I'm not going to go and be, ah, chips, popcorn, pizza, candy, donuts all the time. I'm going to be happy and excited to have my healthy serving of oats, to have sweet potato fries when I go out, um, to order french fries when I go out, um, to maybe make some homemade french fries in my air fryer, to really um, enjoy the foods that I'm missing that are healthy. It's like it's really created a better relationship between my brain and food and appreciating the, the plain, clean, healthy versions of carbohydrates um, that right now I limit and sometimes I can't have. So that's been a great exercise for me. And it's something that I, I teach people often is, you know, if you have a hard time managing your relationship with a food, take it out of your life for like 30 days and just see what comes up. Do you really, really miss it? Do you find that eh, you were just fixated on it or it was just a habit? Or do you find that, you know, I don't miss the pizza and I've really, really fallen in love with something else? Um, to just take that time to just examine your relationship in, with the food and what do you miss? Um, you know, popcorn. Popcorn's another food I really, really, really love. I used to eat a bag of Skinny Pop almost every night on the couch. Couldn't figure out why I couldn't lose weight. Well, that's 700 calories in a bag. So at the end of the day, when my food was done, I'd be like, oh, this is only 25 calories per serving. Well, I was eating an entire bag. And so I was adding 700 calories probably four or five days a week. That's basically my calorie deficit that I was in while I was on a quote unquote diet. 
And so I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. I love popcorn. Well, do I really love popcorn? And did I just love having a treat on the couch watching TV with my family? That's really what it was. And is it that I needed to eat something or was it that I wanted my hands busy? So last night I went to the bar with Roy to watch the Warriors basketball game they're in the NBA finals and I know when I sit and watch TV which is a big reason why I don't sit and watch TV I get fidgety I just don't like to sit still I can't sit there with my hands still and watch something it's like my body and my brain I can't do it so I have strategies if I really want a snack I bring celery sometimes I do carrots now but um if I really feel like I want to munch I eat celery or I bring gum Or better yet, I don't put something in my mouth. I brought origami folding papers and I folded origami cranes. I did that during football season too, going to the bar to watch football. I'm not going to drink. I don't want to be eating all this stuff. I'm not even hungry. It's just an oral fixation. It's just, it's in front of me. So if I have something to do with my hands, I have something to do and I'm happy. So I folded a whole bunch of blue and yellow origami cranes, blue and yellow being the Golden State Warriors colors, which is who we were rooting for. Um, and it kept me from wanting to order food or, you know, eat. So to examine that relationship with popcorn by taking it out of my life and saying, what do I want? I'm sitting on the couch. I can't have popcorn. What, why am I going nuts? Well, I'm going nuts because my hands want to be busy. I don't even have to eat something. So all of that to say, when we examine our relationships with foods, we can learn a lot. And so this prep has been hard. And like I said, I'm already fixating on what I'm going to have after. Um, but I'm also... Um, I'm making a lot of notes. I'm making a lot of lists. I'm really, really paying attention because I want to have a smooth reverse diet um, and get back to normal. So after a show, a reverse diet is really important because your body is very sensitive to everything. Basically taking, especially the last couple of weeks, you're taking artificial sweeteners out. You're taking all sugar out. You're taking processed, processed foods out. You're basically just eating very, very regimented, clean Um, carbohydrate, fat, and protein balanced meals. And so when that's done, if you all of a sudden just start eating every single meal, everything you want, your body could, you could gain 25 pounds in a couple of weeks. Your body can just store everything. You know, a lot of it's water, but also fat. Your body is like got these empty fat cells and will just store fat like crazy. And it's does a big number on your metabolism. So it's important to reverse diet. So, you know, obviously you kind of have the big meal after to, you know, obviously eat something yummy and kind of treat yourself. But then it's important to say, all right, I got to balance this out. I cannot just go balls to the walls. So I'm going to be in Minnesota um, for a week after the show, enjoying some vacation time, seeing my family, enjoying Minnesota, you know, eating at some places um, that I love that I never get to eat. And so it's important that I make a plan. So I've got a list of restaurants that I want to go to. I've got a list of the foods that I want to have. And, um, and I'm going to do that. So what happens is, you know, the, the lizard brain says, all right, you're off prep, eat everything. It's there, eat it. There's no rules. And that is so dangerous. So for instance, um, one of my favorite restaurants in St. Paul is Barrio. It is, uh, it's a tapas restaurant. They have small plates and they have, it's basically, I don't even really know what you call their cuisine. It's, it's like um, Spanish tapas. They have, you know, little small plates. They have, um, my favorite thing is queso fundido. It's just like this crock of melted cheese with chorizo on top. And they give you this, this warm little, little blanket full of toasted or, or warmed up kind of charred 
tortillas. So you put some of this melty cheese and chorizo on this tortilla, you eat it, and you just thank Jesus that you were born. It's so good. They also have really good chips. They make their own chips and they have this like human spice on them. And then you get a, a flight of salsas. Those two things are amazing. But the king of everything a barrio is the Trinity Margarita. And I do not drink a lot of alcohol. I very rarely drink. It's just not something that is a big deal to me. I miss the window. I, did, I had my first drink at 33 or 30. And so I don't have the memories to drinking. I don't have the thirst for it. I'm not special. I'm not amazing. It's just, it wasn't part of my world. It wasn't part of my life. I'm grateful for that because I don't crave it. Um, I love, love to have a margarita and get tipsy. And every time I do, if you've ever gone out with me and I've drank, you've heard me say very seriously as I'm drunk, say, I have to do this more often. This is so good for me. You have to remind me how good this, I need this because I never really relax. And so when I get a margarita in me and I actually relax, it's like, it is like a Jesus blanket falls over me because I never do it. And so it's so good, but then I want that to last and I either keep drinking too much and I just fall asleep because it hits my blood really fast and I just, I'm out, I'm done. So then all of the fun is over in 45 minutes or I then feel like, oh, I'm going to eat whatever I want. So then I eat something, it eliminates the buzz. I'm sober and it's over. And I'm like, oh, that was stupid. And in Miami, drinks are $25. So I, I've only drank in Miami a couple of times because it's stupid expensive. And the experience for me is what I just described. It's stupid. But Barrio. Barrio makes a Trinity margarita. They have three different tequilas, hence the Trinity name that they mix into this amazing margarita that is, it's just the taste, the smoothness, the way it hits your blood, it's amazing. So it's on my list. When I go to Minnesota, I'm going to Barrio. I'm having a Trinity margarita. Now my brain, when I sit down there, will be like, get the, get the everything, get the ceviche. In fact, last time I was there, I did that. I ordered everything. I went with my friend Michelle. I think she had four bites. I ate 7 billion things because I just, there was no rules. And I don't want to do that again because I don't care about the ceviche in bar, at Barrio. I live in Miami. The best ceviche ever is here. I mean, it's in Peru, but the second best <laughs> ceviche is in Miami. And so I'm making a list of, okay, at Barrio, I know what I'm going to order. And this may sound obsessive and stupid, but this is important for my lizard brain to know we are going to go and eat some things that we normally don't eat, Kristen and lizard brain, but we still have rules and boundaries. I am in charge. I want a specific experience. I want to enjoy tastes that I have been missing, and I want to lay my head on the pillow happy and with a good memory of the food and a good memory of the experience and no shame for having abandoned myself and gone nuts. So it's an important practice for me to do right now. I'm working on it. So I have my list of things I'm having at Barrio. My family's going to Benihana. They always go in April for all the birthdays. I've missed it the past couple of years. So this summer I said, I want to go to Benihana with the family. I know that Benihana is a chain and you can go there anytime and it's, you know, super cheap food, whatever. I am so excited because I love their grilled vegetables. I love getting the grilled shrimp and I love that yum yum sauce that you dump all over it. So we're going to Benihana. I'm going to have a triple order of grilled veggies, grilled shrimp, and I'm going to put yum yum sauce on it. And then the fried rice is amazing. 
I can have fried rice anytime. It's not really that special there. So I'm going to have half a serving of fried rice. So I've written this down. So I have a plan. So I'm excited to go eat these foods, but my goal is to follow the plan. And then gas station food, convenience store foods, fast foods, anything that I can get anytime I want that is not special is not allowed to enter my mouth. The only things that I'm eating while I'm on this trip are things that are truly special, memorable, and on my list. So that is my Minnesota River Show plan. So I encourage you to start thinking about that. If you are um, gonna be going on a trip or you have something similar that you're working on, start writing that plan because it's okay to indulge. It's okay to enjoy these things, but it's important that you're in charge. You, your deepest truest self, the person who wants to reach goals, feel good in their skin. I want to feel good in my body and in my skin. I'm okay with gaining some weight after this show. I'm okay with the bounce back, but I want it to be at a level and to a degree that I've decided that I'm okay with. And I can do that. I just can't go balls to the walls and throw everything to the wind and say, I don't care in rebellion. So that was long, but that's how prep is going. Um, So um, my workouts right now, I'm basically doing three lower body workouts and two upper body workouts a week. So I'm throwing a rest day in twice a week, kind of as I need it. I try to do three days on, one day off. Sometimes I'll put an extra rest day in there. Right now, especially as we're getting down to the end, fatigue is taking over. I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm doing 45 minutes of steady state cardio every single day. Normally, I'd have a full rest day, but because I'm behind on my fat loss, I'm doing seven days a week. And again, if I feel like I need a rest day, I'm throwing one in kind of based on a real gut check um, so that I'm not exhausting myself. So the other day I just went for a a light walk, didn't do anything. One day last week I slept almost the entire day, caught up on my sleep, making sure I'm getting my water, my vitamins in, and and just kind of head down, execute the plan. So... I'll keep updating you all as it gets closer. If you follow me on social media, I've been posting about it. My suit comes tomorrow. I'll be posting some photos of that. Very excited. It's a pink suit. Um, I'm I'm also, I don't remember if I mentioned, but I'm going to be in the wellness category and the bikini category. So wellness posing, I have a posing coach. So I'm learning the poses for the wellness category, which are different. Um, they're really tough. It's a different angle. It's a different focus as far as you want to show your quad flare. You really want to show the glute to upper body ratio, which I don't have much of one, but um, it's a little better. So be doing two routines, bikini and wellness um, in the show. So been practicing posing. It's supposed to be practicing 30 minutes a day, six days a week. I have not been doing that. I've been doing a lot of it but I haven't been perfect there. So my goal today is to get those shoes on and getting some good practice of posing in. Nothing makes me sore than posing. Lifting doesn't make me as sore. Steady state cardio, incline walking doesn't make me as sore as posing. It's crazy, but it's fun. So there's your update on the show prep. Way more information than maybe you wanted, but hopefully you got some good uh, strategies in there as well. I didn't intend to go down that road, but there you have it. You, I went there. Do you love chocolate? because I love chocolate, but chocolate usually is full of sugar and chocolate triggers my lizard brain and my binge behavior. So I don't eat chocolate regularly, but I found a solution for us. It's called Gatsby chocolate, Gatsby, G-A-T-S-B-Y, like the great Gatsby. It's a company that has made amazing, delicious chocolate products using allulose to sweeten. 
So their chocolate has five grams of net carbs per serving, only five grams of sugar per serving, and is 70 calories per serving. Delicious. They have chocolate bars, giant chocolate bars that ends up being three servings. So 210 calories for a giant chocolate bar if you want to eat the whole thing. I always add up the whole thing because let's just call a spade a spade. I'm going to eat the whole thing. But they have flavors like dark chocolate sea salt, dark chocolate almond, white chocolate cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite. And then they have these little milk chocolate gems. They're like M&Ms, except they're cuter. They're pink and purple and green. And they are milk chocolate in 70 calories for a whole bag. It's a giant handful of a treat, 70 calories. So you can make that fit your macros and your calories so easily. They also have dark chocolate peanut butter cups and milk chocolate peanut butter cups. Their products are so delicious, super low calorie. And guess what? I have a discount for you that's 50% off. 50% off your order. If you use my code Kristen50, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-5-0, gets you 50% off at gatsbychocolate.com. Go on their website, look at all their products. They sell out quickly and often on a lot of their products. So go back if they are sold out, keep checking back. But right now they have all the chocolate bars in stock, but hurry, this discount code is amazing. Kristen 50 gets you 50% off and you'll be able to satisfy your sweet truth, your chocolate craving, and not ruin your macros or your calorie bucket for the day. Take a look at their products. You're going to love them. Free shipping as well. Temperature controlled shipping. So in the summertime, it's going to get to you without being melty. I throw mine in the freezer anyway, because they're also really delicious frozen. So check them out. GatsbyChocolate.com. Use my code Kristen 50. Do you only ever eat when you're hungry? Most of us would have a lot less trouble with managing our food if we only ever chose food when we were actually physically experiencing hunger. So many of us reach for food when we're not hungry. Uh, Food is a source of comfort, soothing, habit, um, work avoidance. It's a coping skill. It's a celebration. There are so many reasons that we reach for food. And In all of my experience with overcoming my food issues and fighting my lizard brain and all of these things that I've had to do, plus all of my experience with clients and coaching in this realm, um, there's just a billion reasons that come up that we eat that have nothing to do with hunger. And what happens is is we we use our our sense of taste for all kinds of things um, and we just grab it first. It's like it's our our most powerful um, tool for everything. We're bored, we eat. We're sad, we eat. We're tired. We feel a little hormonal, we eat. Um, We're anxious, we eat. We don't want to start a new project, we eat. We're having fun, let's heighten the experience by eating. So this, our sense of taste is, is the king. Well, it's interesting because we have five senses. We have more senses, they say. There's hundreds of them, basically. They're, they're coming to, to realize that it's not just these five basic, but there are all kinds of other senses. But the five basic senses that we have, um, taste, touch, sight, sound, smell, all of these senses are experiences in our body that can bring us pain, pleasure, um, distraction, stimulation, send messages to our brain. We have all of these senses, but taste is the one that we run to for all the things. And so when I think about, all right, how can we overcome this habit of reaching for food every time we feel something, every time we want it, every time we need soothing, distraction, comfort? We need to maybe just come up with other ways to 
soothe ourselves, distract ourselves, enjoy life, find pleasure using our other senses. So I encourage you to think about each of your senses with me here and make a list of ways that you can use these other senses as indulgence to enjoy the experience of that sense. So first of all, touch. Touch is, it's thought to be the first sense that we develop. Um, and it's, you know, the sensation between our, our fingertip through our skin, we feel pressure, temperature, vibration, all these different experiences through touch. So we think about, okay, I want to eat something. I'm super stressed out. Um, I got some bad news and I don't know what to do. Well, sometimes we just immediately run to the cupboard and grab some chocolate and stuff it in our face and we enjoy the taste. We numb out with the taste. Well, what's a way that we can indulge what we're feeling and soothe ourselves with touch? So think about what feels good with touch. Um, A massage. Can you book a massage? Think about a celebration instead of going out to dinner to celebrate something. Can you book a massage to celebrate? Um, If you're feeling stressed, Can you massage your own shoulders? Can you simply lightly touch your own arm, stroke your own skin? Can you ask a friend or your partner to rub your shoulders, to rub your head? Can you reach up and massage your own scalp? Maybe a foot massage. Um, Other ways you can indulge your sense of touch. Do you have a pet? Can you just sit down and pet your dog, pet your cat? Do you have a child? Can you give your child a hug? Can you stroke their hair? Anything that you can think of, add to your list of ways that you can use touch to indulge yourself, to bring yourself peace, joy, pleasure, a smile on your face, soothe stress. What are some things? I encourage you to think of those things now. Maybe make a list on your phone, make a list on a piece of paper. But touch, really powerful, really effective to soothe. Um, if your love language is tough, touch, a lot of times that's how you most feel loved. So perhaps if you got in the habit of reaching for a hug or asking for a massage, or I often stroke my own arm or squeeze my own arm when I'm sitting still as kind of a way to release some energy, release some tension. Um, love, my love language is touch, number one. And so I often touch my own hand, touch my own arm. A lot of times I rub my own knee. I sound super weird but indulge your sense of touch. What else? What other uh, senses do we have? Sight. Now, this is one of my favorite um, distractions from eating. When I want to eat, a lot of times I will say, all right, you can go eat later, but right now you're going to go to the window and look out, look at the ocean. I'm super lucky. I can indulge my sense of sight by looking out my window. I can look at the ocean. I can look at the people sitting at the beach. Um, a great tool for you is the photo reel on your phone. How often do you take photos and never go back and scroll? Open your photo album on your phone and just take a few moments and look at some photos. Maybe on your iPhone, if it's sorted by person, look up a specific person that you love and find all the pictures of them in your phone and look at them and smile. Indulge your sense of sight by looking at those photos. Now at home, say you're like, I really, really want a snack or, hey, I'm having family over and we need to do something. Instead of eating, maybe you could get out the photo albums. Do you have old photo albums? Get them out. Put them on the on the table. Spread the table with photo albums instead of snacks. Open them up and have some fun looking at old photos. So fun. How often do we do this? Probably not enough. So photo albums, indulge your sense of sight, bring up those memories, laugh, cry, let the emotions run. 
nature. If you have a way to get out into nature, go for a walk. Make it your purpose on your walk to look at the tiny, find the tiniest living thing. Find the tiniest little thing moving. Find the tiniest little leaf, the tiniest little bug. Really focus on that sense of sight. See what you can see. Think about things in your space. Sometimes um, we have decorations, we have knickknacks, and they're around so much we don't even see them anymore. Maybe take a moment to rearrange. Really look at the things in your space to soothe you, to comfort you, to distract you. Maybe close your eyes. Think of some of your favorite sights. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been? What's the most awe-inspiring place you've ever been? What face comes to mind when you think of laughter? When you think of ugly? (laughs) When you think of beautiful? Take a moment and indulge your eyes physically and the eyes of your mind. Sound. It's another powerful sense. Sound. Now that can be a lot of things. I have a friend who just um, has been taking some classes in sound healing um, using all kinds of instruments, drums, cymbals. She has a didgeridoo, which if you don't know what a didgeridoo is, I didn't know. Google it and listen to it. It basically sounds like an elephant farting. And it's this really interesting looking wind instrument that you blow on with vibration and it makes this sound. And Anyway, there are, there are healing qualities to sounds that can be used to transmit messages, um, travel through the sound waves to hit different um, parts of your eardrum um, that can send all kinds of messages to your brain to relax, um, to release tension, to release endorphins, to soothe nerves. So sounds are very, very powerful. If you have a little chime, maybe you could go on Amazon and get a little sound bowl or a little chime. Have that sitting at your desk. So when you want to grab a snack instead, you play a sound. This might sound floofy, but these are strategies that why not implement? We have five senses and taste is one that we're overusing. Let's indulge some of these. So that might be odd, but why not? Um, Less crazy to some of you, music. Can you get up and put on your favorite song? dance around the room. Um, Music is a great way to soothe. Music is a great way to distract. Um, A podcast, listening to someone else's voice. Now, there are also these really cool podcasts where it's, um, there's one called Tell Me a Boring Story, and it's someone telling a slow, stupid, boring, awful story, and it's meant to lull people to sleep. Um, But those are ways if you have a hard time sleeping and you get up and snack, something like that. Audible, listen to a book, an audio book, or here's one. Can you call someone and hear their voice? Speak to them and listen to them. Think about indulging your sense of sound for comfort, pleasure, stress relief, entertainment. So many different options for our sound sense. Smell. Now, smell can be tied very closely to taste. Um, But I will ask you this. When you walk into the mall and you smell, say, you know, Cinnabon, I know in Minnesota, the malls, there's always a Cinnabon making these giant, fresh cinnamon rolls. You walk in there, oh my gosh, you smell cinnamon, you smell pastry. All of a sudden, there's a line at Cinnabon when they come out of the oven. They're counting on that sense of smell to translate into you wanting to eat. So smell and taste are very connected. It's not not surprising. It's not crazy. You're not nuts. But it's very possible to smell something and not eat it and still enjoy the smell. Think about a a flower. You can smell a flower and not eat a flower. Now, you don't normally eat a flower, but 
it's very possible to smell something, enjoy the smell, and walk away. So if you're really craving a donut and you walk into a donut shop, oh my gosh, do you have to eat that donut in order to enjoy the donut? I found that I actually really love donuts so much more by looking at them talking about them and smelling them than I do eating them. When I eat it, it's over and it's done and then I have to leave. So I often will just love to look at a pastry shop because they're decorated beautifully. So I'm indulging my sense of sight, looking at all the intricacies, the sparkly sugar, the pretty sprinkles. A lot of them are incredibly ornate and huge. There's so much piled on top of the donut. So to smell the donut with my nose, to see the donut with my eyes, I don't also have to taste it in order to enjoy the experience of the donut. Other smells, candles, obviously. You can burn a candle and fill your home with some smell that smells good or in your car, an air freshener. Um, You know, sometimes it's nice if your dog is clean to put your nose in his little head and smell the little puppy smell. If you have a baby, we all remember, if you've ever had a baby, what the top of their head smells like, what it feels like. There you go, the sense of touch, feeling their little soft baby hair on your cheek smelling their little baby smell. It's soothing. It's powerful. If you don't have a baby with you, close your eyes, go back there in your mind and remember. You can indulge that sense of smell and the memory of the smell. Perfume, cologne. Can you hop up while you're at your desk instead of going to get a snack? Go in the bathroom or go in your bedroom. Grab your favorite perfume. Put some on. What are you saving it for? Feel a little feminine or feel a little masculine indulge in that scent other smells that you love think about what they are herbs flowers can you bring some of those things into your space can you put some hand lotion on can you go into your cupboard maybe for a few minutes and open every spice jar and take a whiff and just notice how different they are go smell the coffee beans anything to distract you from eating and indulging taste these can be strategies to indeed soothe, distract, enjoy being a human, and enjoy the sense of smell, sound, sight, touch. And now taste. It's very possible also to indulge that sense of taste without ruining your diet or eating terrible things. Think about if you were not allowed to eat ever again, someone said you're never going to eat again, and you went three, four, five, six days with no food, and you thought you were never going to eat again. And then someone said, you know what? Actually, we changed our mind. We're going to give you three pieces of celery and five carrots. Can you imagine what those three pieces of celery and five carrots would taste like? If you think about it now, think about the celeriness of celery. It's good if you like celery. All of a sudden, you realize carrots are sweet. They're not just a vegetable. They're sweet. They have a, a sweetness to them. They have a depth of flavor. So when you're thinking, oh, I want chocolate so bad, I must have chocolate. Do you really have to have chocolate? Can you indulge your sense of taste with something that you really love that isn't a hyperpalatable, addictive food that's going to hit a pleasure center in your brain? Can you have some vegetables that you really do like? Can you take a few moments and prepare some foods that are going to nourish you and feed you? Put some interesting spices on them. Put some different flavors on them. Indulge in something in your sense of taste that isn't always sweet or isn't always salty or isn't always hyper palatable, but is also interesting. Use those other senses along with it. Pick an aromatic herb to go with your vegetable. 
Pick something pretty, a sprig of rosemary to put on top of your potato. Um, When you break up kale to put in your salad, if you break it up into pieces and rub it with your thumbs, it takes some of the bitterness out. So there you go. You can indulge your salad with some touch, with some sight. Listen to the sound as you rip the vegetables or cut the vegetables. Smell them as you put them in the bowl and then taste them. You can make your food a five sense experience. You can also choose to taste some gum. Grab some gum, put it in your mouth, get the flavor going. You're not eating. You are indulging that sense of taste. Notice what it smells like too. Notice how it feels in your mouth. Make some sounds, pop some bubbles, snap your gum, annoy everybody that lives with you. Try to make all of these things all of the senses. You can also indulge in beverages. Hot tea, add some chamomile. What kind of flavors can you put in that tea? What kind of flavors can you add to your coffee? What kind of things can you put into a beverage and drink and enjoy a flavor without eating, again, a hyperpalatable food? So I hope this brought up some interesting food for thought. No, <laughs> so funny. Um, but that when we have these feelings that we just want to eat, 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 we're indulging that sense of taste and that sense is getting overused. And we have all of these opportunities to use the other senses um, of being a human and enjoying and experiencing all the things that come with being a human, not just taste. So we have five senses. Let's not overuse one of them. Let's use them all, use them all to our advantage, make that list and refer to it. Maybe write it out, keep it handy, keep it at your desk. If you tend to be a distracted eater, um, keep it on your phone, on your, on your desktop um, as an image, on your wallpaper on your phone as an image. Make the list for touch, sight, sound, smell, and taste, and avail yourself of all those categories as a way to really soothe, distract, and enjoy just being a human. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.